Namaste fermented comedy absorbers. If you want to feel like you've just accidentally poured bleach into your eyes and instead of going to hospital, you've just sat down at your favourite coffee house in your underwear and ordered a cappuccino, then you're in luck. This is the audio-only version of my comical pondering session, Geelong Caffeine. I would encourage you to watch the video version of Geelong Caffeine via my website, dillanrankin.com, D-I-L-L-A-N rankin.com, or on YouTube to enjoy the full, original creation with all the visuals. But hey, maybe you don't have eyes. Or maybe you're operating a heavy goods vehicle. I ain't judging you. I will warn you that the audio has been deliberately manipulated to give Geelong Caffeine a unique feel. So please be aware of that. Put your feet up, sip a little something, and until next time, this is Dylan Rankin's fermented comedy, Geelong Caffeine, the audio version. I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. when this movie was made. There was none of this luxury latte coffee drunk solely for pleasurable enjoyment. A cup of coffee was a tool, used mostly as a chaser for cigarettes. What's great about working in Geelong now is that there's about 300 coffee shops in G-Town. So if caffeine is your drug of choice, it's like time travelling back to Robert Downey Jr's house in the early 90s and asking him for a synthetic 3am pick-me-up to keep the party rolling. The choice is extensive. Which is great if you feel the need to boycott your regular coffee spot. Which could be for a number of reasons. Maybe there's a new owner and you can't tell whether they have resting bitch face or if they genuinely hate you and your digital currency. You can tell when the barista's made your coffee that's been fueled purely by hate. It's extra bitter, and there's no little foam heart on the top. There's a foam skull with its fucking jaw missing, and the accompanying teaspoon has either came straight out of the bin or the chef's foreskin. One scoop or two. There's nothing worse than living somewhere where your two options for a latte is a barely open barista joint or McDonald's. If you boycott the barista joint, you quickly find out that visiting Macca's drive through every day for a latte probably isn't the best idea in the world, as your weakness for salty fries overtakes your caffeine addiction and your gut begins to expand into the steering wheel, slowly encompassing it like an albino tree root until you can no longer exit the vehicle. Now, 
for your daily nourishment, you're forced to exclusively visit drive-through fast food joints that can easily launch their meal deals through the open window of your vehicle. Of course, once you get your shit together and put the cookie down, you then have to sulk back to the barista joint for your lattes, with your tail between your legs, and they know what you've been up to. All the staff there with a tattoo on their forearm or a coffee grinder, they know that you switched to another bean slinger, and now you're back. They can smell your McTears. The salty tears you shed back in the car park as you zipped up your hoodie and skulked back to the coffee shop in your active wear. But courage is plenty bountiful when you're shielded from the harsh light of the outside world behind a pair of sunglasses. You could achieve anything. When you go for that Sunday morning coffee run, inside you're secretly wishing you had a crack addiction instead of a caffeine one because at least everyone in the crack house would look just as shit as you do right now. A throat like a slapper and clammy genitals from Saturday night. Sure, you've just had a shower, but there's a certain type of stench that clings to your bones until nightfall just to let everyone know that when someone says to you, let's go have a glass of wine or beer, you here, let's work our way through the entire cocktail list until we accidentally soak our underwear in urine. And this leads to you getting that wonderful sensation on Sunday morning while standing in the queue to order your coffee where you can taste your own breath. And it tastes like shit. Sure you've brushed and mouthwashed, but that must be the elusive 0.01% of bacteria that Listerine mouthwash cannot kill. So, now you can either gift the person taking your coffee order with a blast of your hot shit breath from the deepest caverns of your soul, or you can try and place the order while pursing your lips together coming across like there's something seriously wrong with you. Like, you're asking for the toilet key at a petrol station after having already succumbed to filling your boots. But look at all the people that are already in the coffee shop, sitting there, laughing, deep in conversation. They all look so fresh and energetic, like they've all just had haircuts. It must be the 7am Pilates. They're yoga out of their nuts. There's chakras all over the place. It's like Ghostbusters. The orange chakra has you in a headlock as soon as you step in the door. And by the time you leave, their blue chakras straddling your face as yellow and red chakra work your ribcage with vapour uppercuts. Everyone's just sitting there. Centred. All zen reaching the deep layer of zen that can only be reached is only possible by stretching one leg forward, the other leg all the way back and bending over so far that your torso feels like a root vegetable being ripped from your soil-filled hips. And amongst the agony, the Pilates pain and the violent gasps for air, zen enlightenment can be achieved. 
However, as these Zen monks glance up at you from their cappuccinos, their gaze seems to suggest that they are unsure whether you are a tramp or a paying customer. The only noticeable difference being the car keys that you're visibly clutching like a miniature badge verifying your tax contributions. I am a contributing member of society, I am one of you, if there is an emergency you must assist me, do not recoil photograph and post me on Instagram accompanying a sad face, please. By now, your pores are jetting out so much sweat into your clothing, you wonder whether the coffee shop patrons can smell you just loitering around in front of the display case, jonesing for 63 degrees of no parent caffeinated treacle heroin, looking at their cake slices and trying not to order a red velvet cake at 10am like the greedy piece of shit you are. If, if we're being honest, you could both probably do the red velvet and the double vegan paleo raw mint slice. Why lie to ourselves? Just slap your visa down and cry at the stoplight covered in crumbs like a proper grown-up. You wonder if these caffeine quaffers amped up on Kenyan gold, enjoying themselves, also have matching red wine stains running up their forearm from last night. Are they too lacking confidence in the amount of control they have over their buttocks? Surely the bitter roasted Colombian coffee bean aroma would at least mask last night's alcohol and chilli mixture that's now thickly making its way through your bloodstream and utilising your organs as a cauldron to ferment before gushing out of your pores. Little do they know that you are tiptoeing a thin line between cold, grounded reality and Homer Simpson eating a super hot chili and blasting off to some sort of Mexican animated Narnia. The clammy sweat coating that is soaked through your socks and is cooling to freezing on your lower back as you slap your gums, searching for moisture like a newborn teacup chihuahua in close proximity to a milky maternal teat. Then your palm is warmed to perfection as you are handed a precious cup of C8H10N402 aka cupped lightning aka caffeine. It might as well be a goblet of liquid gold. The smell engulfs your senses and it's like a dart of ecstasy piercing you right through your third eye. You almost come. Life makes sense and complex problems clear from your mind with simple solutions. Questions like, should I drop life as a human and devote my life to Poseidon and turn into the worst fucking dolphin ever? No, not this year. Is it wrong to drink a $50 bottle of wine by yourself on the couch? No, no it is not. Should I send nudes? Why of course, what could possibly go wrong with sending someone an infinitely reproducible, copyable, naked, erotic photo of myself? Can't think of any. You start to get flashbacks with every sip to lattes of the past, like past lovers. Remember the welcoming foam, that fragrant nutty caramel on the latte from the rundown food van in Paris. Like an intense orgasm on a damp side street wrapped in a scarf. 
Then there was the latte from the Egyptian cafe in East London. It had such a deep, delicate, sweet bite to it. It was like the god Osiris awoke from death, darted into existence and slapped your bitch face. You find yourself attempting to recreate these standout caffeinated experiences. The espresso you had by the Tiber River in Rome. It was so earthy, so strong, so wrong, but so right. So, to replicate, you always order an extra shot of coffee in there. Hell, why not two extra shots? Chase the dream like a sexy unicorn. Who's to say that the world is not even more beautiful when it's vibrating all around you, like you're standing next to a 20-foot bass speaker at an illegal rave and you're deaf? Look at your hands shaking as you wistfully peruse the menu. Was that the extra shots, or have you just killed a man? Try listening to other people's coffee orders. I can say a lot about a person, especially if the size of the cup versus the number of shots of coffee ratio is way off. Say you are meeting a childminder for an informal interview over a coffee and they order a quadruple shot latte in a small cup. You'd think, they can't look after my child. They're barely holding on to reality as it is. I'm not returning home to find that all the gin's gone and there's Polaroids of them hog-tying the family pet discarded in the kitchen bin. You can't have it. But you discover a week later that they had miraculously taught your child how to speak fluent French. Swings and roundabouts, I suppose. Cheers.